you're going to love this interview that we got just last week with Robert Falzon. It was uh, a Men Alive Max 22, Men Alive to the Max. It was held in Sydney, had people coming from all over the country to go to it. And Max was really lucky enough to have a discussion with Robert about his life, about his, about his journey in faith, a little bit, I suppose, of his testimony, how Men Alive unfolded and the big impact that it's having on thousands of men every year, just as it's had an impact upon tens of thousands of men over the course of the last 20 years or so. He's a great mate of mine, Rob Falzon. He's a champion fellow, one of those great figures for evangelisation and change and encounter with Jesus. He's brought uh, brought that encounter to so many people through what he's said and done and, and put in place. On the journey this weekend, I'm talking to Robert Felzon, and Robert is one of the people behind the creation of Men Alive. But before we get to that, Robert, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, well, I was born in Western Australia to migrant parents, and I left Western Australia to study in the seminary, and I married a lovely lady named Alicia, and we have four children. I was a businessman for 30 years and I had a mid-journey uh, encounter and I changed my vocation to be a missionary. And is that where Men Alive came from? Yes, Men Alive it was the fruit of that activity. Okay, so tell me a little bit about this creation of Men Alive. What, what was driving behind that? How did all that come about? Yeah, so when I was 17, I... Um, I, I decided I thought I had a vocation, I had a calling to uh, serve God by being a missionary. I thought that might have been in f- a formal clergy arrangement, but it wasn't to be. I was. Uh, I went and got married, I started several businesses and I sold a major business to a public company. I decided to go on the mission that I started when I was 17 and I'm now 37 here thinking, what will I do with the rest of my life? And I decided to be a missionary going, going after the hearts of men. Why did I choose to make it specifically men is, is a question that, that I think is useful to answer if I can ask the, my own mm-hmm. question. And that is um, in all of the Christian churches... The fastest diminishing demographic is males. Men, young men especially, are not going to church. They don't find church useful, interesting or um, meaningful. And they don't find the structures useful and meaningful, particularly church structures where the priests wear vestments and, and the church churches look like like it's dressed for females mother than, rather than males. So I thought to myself, I needed to do some work on me, me as a man, me as Robert, and I thought in the process of doing that, I will share my findings with men and see where that goes. Okay, so where did it go? What, what was the outcome of all of that thinking and soul-searching? I went and found um, two Peters. Jesus, Jesus had he had one Peter, and I went and found two Peters. Uh, and, uh, Peter Shikoskoy and Peter Gabor, and then a Mark, Mark Lysart. And together uh, they agreed to join us and let's do this thing called Men Alive. What we did was we ran a general uh, live-in event in Queensland for men. And, you know, when you run something for men, you expect... 10 or 15 guys to turn up? Well, we had uh, 80 guys turn up. And we thought, wow, there's a real need here. 
And not only did 80 guys turn up, but one of the Christian papers turned up and did an article on it. And then the phone started ringing from all over Australia. Hey, you men alive guys know lots, lots of stuff about men's ministry. Why don't you come and do something in Adelaide or in Cairns or, uh, or, or, or in Point Perry? And, and, um, and we thought, wow, you know, we were all still full-time job workers. And we thought, what, what have we done here? <laughs> Anyway, I sold my business and I went full-time. Peter Shikoskoy retired from Telstra Engineer and he he went full-time. And the two of us and a few guys around the country, we started Men Alive and mostly going to churches and running missions in in the local churches and um, mostly in the Catholic tradition, but certainly other other traditions as well. And um, we had great success reaching men helping them to become better men of God, better husbands, better fathers. Okay, we'll be back with Robert in just a moment with more about Men Alive, but let's take this break. We hope you're enjoying this interview that Max Norton's doing with uh, with Robert Fowles on some great insights into his, his journey from Western Australia over to Queensland and his encounter with God and, and the starting of the, uh, the movement that is Men Alive. On the journey, we're talking to Men Alive co-founder, Robert Felzon, about the concept of Men Alive. You've heard a little bit about the history of Men Alive. Now let's delve into the concept. So, Robert, tell me a bit about how Men Alive actually works. Well, in the early days and even up to now, we um, our mainstay of work is to go to local churches, or if you're a Catholic, you'd call them parishes, or an Anglican, you'd call them parishes, but local churches, churches where people live near and go to and we would run missions for men. Now money's a big uh, obstacle to men to come into things so to try to keep it around the sort of mid hundred dollars, fifty, sixty dollars, sort of like the cost of a carton of beer, we thought they couldn't stay overnight and they could only have one, one meal, the evening meal, on a Saturday. So we had it all day Saturday, half a day Sunday a dinner on Saturday night and, and and lunch on Saturday, and we got the, we got the money right for the guys to come. I've been to a few men's things in the past, and and generally they were theological. Generally, what the speakers spoke about was thinking Christianity. Mm-hmm. We weren't theologians, but we were men on the journey trying to grow up as well. And what we thought that men needed was what Jesus did, and that was narrative stories, the prodigal son and those stories. So what we got is men to tell their stories about God and God's work in their lives. And that worked. People liked it. And then we had these nice interactions where men would share their lives together on the weekends. So mostly it was storytelling and interaction. And then on the Saturday night, we'd have some music and somebody would preach about the prodigal son, the lost son, mm-hmm. that we will, we all need God. And, you know, these guys who are, would, would not even go to church most of the time, uh, you, you could you, you see some of them crying and some of them uh, having a really important moment. Uh, and then on Sunday they'd come back, and on Sunday what we gave the men is very practical things to do because men like to do things. So what we did was we, we, we found ways to communicate with these men in regards to their marriages, how to have better marriages, how to raise daughters, how to raise sons, how to be better men in the church, how to contribute to the growth of church. 
So th- that's what we've done. And in in the last 20 years, which, which we've been going for 20 years, we've run 450 events for 35,000 men in Australia and New Zealand. Great. So now let's look into the future. What sort of vision do you have and does Men Alive have for the future? Yes. So uh, we were thinking we've run all these local church events in regions. We've trained regional teams to deliver the program. So there's a regional team in New South Wales, regional team in Victoria, South Australia and all around Australia and New Zealand. So they're trained in delivering these parish missions. We had a little bit more time to think about what's next, what's needed, and how do we bring the message, the good news, to to more men? Uh, we started running national men's gatherings like the one we're at now. They started to gather men from regions, and 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 many of them had been to our our local church events, but some new guys would come. And then we started to look at the the problems. One of the problems that we see with men is is that it's very hard to keep their marriages together. Now, we know that there's a lot of good marriage courses, so we didn't decide to do anything about that. But we did know that there wasn't very much about raising sons and raising daughters. And so we spent a fair bit of time developing developing programs for fathers and their teenage sons to go away on weekends and for us to provide a rite of passage for their sons, for the fathers to be a part of. We speak to the father separately and the son separately and then together and we make safe places for the dads and the sons to be reconciled, to talk about the things that matter. We do a rite of passage around the fire on a Saturday night and um, it's probably one of the best things we do now. It's just a beautiful, beautiful thing to do. And we're just investing in fathers and sons I've written two books. One was The Father Factor, which was a a summary of all of the data around young men and the importance of fatherhood. And then the recent book that I've written is called Raising Fathers. And Raising Fathers are where I've got 12 men to tell their stories about being fathered and fatherhood. And we've got tips and books to read. And and we've started to run in in the school systems these Raising Father Evenings which point to our Growing Good Men weekend, which is the weekend where fathers and sons go away and do this rite of passage together. Okay, thanks very much for being part of the journey this weekend. It's been a joy and thank you for bringing the good news to many, many people. Thanks, Max. I hope you enjoyed that and uh, thanks so much to Robert Falzon for making himself available for an interview for us. He's uh, had a huge impact upon the church in Australia. He's had a huge impact upon the evangelising mission of the church and renewing men for being good husbands, good fathers, good colleagues, disciples. He mentioned right there at the end, uh, Growing Good Men, which is a movement which he also started, Father-Son Weekends. We've actually got one coming up next weekend, and uh, if you're listening to this on uh, on the weekend, I know many people do, lots of people get it as a podcast and get it from really the Friday Friday night, um, we've got a weekend on at Cataract Scout Camp in Appen, from Friday the 21st till Sunday the 23rd of October. We've got just a couple of spots left. If you'd like to join us, dads and lads, sons between the ages of 12 and and 16, you'd be most welcome. And come and get some of the the great skills, some of the great tools that fathers and sons need to be able to commit to each other and journey with each other through manhood and call each other on in the midst of all the stuff that the world's got to throw at at us uh, all the time. 
Just look at uh, Growing Good Men on the Men Alive site or you can go to the, the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong website. You can click on the, the events page and just see that and you can, you can register or you can get in contact with us and ask a few questions. Just a couple of spots left and come and join some other awesome dads and lads as we do a, a great weekend of formation for the future of that relationship with, uh, with sons and their dads.